here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Should we begin with the puking, or should we begin with the topics that will change the face of WWE forever? Jeff Hawkins. We are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Nobody's listening for hockey talk. He who is fixed to a star does not change his mind. Leonardo da Vinci. Today on Shake Them Ropes, Vince hasn't changed his mind on a lot about Raw and SmackDown. Is Dean's star in jeopardy due to the Austin podcast? The WWE changes their mind on Ryback and Joey Styles. And Ric Flair's WWF star is cemented. Sid star could have been, but Vince is still fixed on Hogan. In our top 100 match, the 1992 Royal Rumble. Plus, my NXT power rankings, perhaps. Also joining us today, Christian Rosenberg from AfterBuzz TV. I'll try not to call him by a shoot name. I'm Jeff Hawkins. The man running the show, as always, is Rob McCarron. And Rob, we have episode one of CM Punk training for his fight. When do we get the viral video of you training to eat a hat? I can't even think of that right now because (laughs) here we are 14 years later. And I'm still upset that Sid didn't win the Rumble. 14? It's 24. 24 years later. And not only am I so upset that I can't do math. And I'm just, I'm just upset. I can't think about anything. Yeah. CM Punk, CM Punk's documentary for training for his, uh, his fight such as it will be, uh, is, uh, up at what Fox sports, I think Fox sports doing all that. I believe that is probably, correct. probably, uh, Joey styles was released. Yeah. The big guy Ryback was officially released Mm-hmm. and Damian Sandow appears to be headed to TNA. Oh, okay. I had not checked wrestling Twitter today, but yeah, well, uh, well, Rolling Stone came out with a story and Rolling Stone has been, uh, you know, increasing what they do with pro wrestling and Rolling Stone came out with a story, obviously leaked by either Sandow or most likely TNA because TNA right now on the main page of their website is promoting this Rolling Stone story. And there's a video playing the, the theme music or a, a very good facsimile of the theme music of Damian Sandow. Mentioning that a a big star is going to do it his way and they're going to show up on the August 11th, which is tomorrow or today for most of those who are listening to this as it comes out late Wednesday. Uh, they, they're basically promoting Damian Sandow showing up on Impact I, tomorrow. Yeah, I think Ryback ends up there, too. I just can't see Ryback struggling to go into high school gyms across America. Either that or he ends up in Japan. Yeah. I just I just can't see him doing the Cody Rhodes route because they have two different wants, in my opinion. They do. And and Ryback mentioned he's going to be w- working a full schedule. He's already got dates with, I think, Maryland Championship Wrestling. He's got dates with WrestlePro in the Northeast. I mean, he's going to be a guy that's sought after as far as the independent bookings go. And he very well could end up in TNA as well at some point. Uh, we, But yeah, Damian Sandow was also tweeted out on his Twitter, uh, you know, time to make an impact. And the link to the Rolling Stone article. So I, and it looks like that's happening. I, mean, I don't think we're spoiling much in the game right now because it's out there from from impact from Damian Sandow and all. Uh, what of those three things? We have Joey Styles, the Ryback and Damian Sandow. Uh, what of those three things maybe surprises you the most or, uh, or is the most interesting? 
Joey Styles, definitely, uh, without a doubt. Number one, because it seemed, uh, for lack of a better term, Daniel Bryan also criticized the Universal title or the whatever it is. So, I mean, them firing him because of this, if that's what happened, uh, it's talking out of school. But then again, Joey Styles is a paid employee with benefits. He is not an independent contractor. That's the other part. He's vice president of their website. He does a lot of good stuff for, he, he on the histor on the well, he did he a was. lot of good stuff on the historical end on the website. Yeah. So that's the one that shocks me a bit is that they took that so personally and, it, and went after it's him. It's interesting too because I, if you're unfamiliar, he did a Facebook Q and A, uh, a live video with um was it who was it? Was it uh who was the one that was doing the interview? I don't remember. I don't think it was Charlie. I think it was uh the other one that I'm blanking on the name of, but anyway, he did and, Andrea DeMarco. No, uh, Kelly something. Oh, uh, the, the, the former after buzz girl. Yeah. Um, I'm just blanking on the name right now, but anyway, whatever he said or whatever he was doing and who knows, maybe he was on thin ice even before that Facebook Q and a, maybe they're not happy with the way the website's been run. You know, they made this whole overhaul of the website. Maybe it's not doing well. Right. Okay. So I can th- buy that. There could be other things that this was just the final straw. Um, so we'll, we'll see what uh, becomes of that, but I would say, I would say, you know, Ryback being officially released was the least surprising. We all knew that was coming. Mm. Uh, Damian Sandow has kind of been nowhere. He's doing independent dates here and there, but I, and TNA kind of fits his schedule the most, I think, because they do four dates in a row per month. So he can have time for other endeavors that he wants to do, whether it's acting, stage work, whatever the case may be. He's not tied to uh, any certain type of schedule. So it seems like that's going to work out for him. Uh, Jeff, I want to tell the people. We have a new sponsor joining uh, Shake Them Ropes this week. Preach, preach it to the people. I will preach it to the people. Uh, I was in Indianapolis over the weekend and got a chance to check out Lyft. Lyft makes it easy to get around town, but they also make it super easy to earn extra money as a Lyft driver. My drivers over the weekend favored Lyft over the competition, honestly, and Lyft is flexible, easy to start up, and you can drive whenever you want to at your own pace. Lift and Shake Them Ropes are making it even easier right now for you to get going. Visit lift.com slash bonus. That's L-Y-F-T dot com slash bonus. Select Shake Them Ropes sign up and you can earn a new driver bonus of $500. That's $500 in real money, people. Sign up today. Lift.com slash bonus. Select Shake Them Ropes. Let me let me tell you, it is a lifesaver out here in Los Angeles, both for my friends who do acting and have very odd hours or may have an audition here or there. They can set their own hours, drive when they want to, when they want to earn a little bit of extra money. And also in Los Angeles, unless you're at the airport, it's there aren't cabs driving around Los Angeles, really. Especially in Hollywood at night, if you need to get home after after a night at the bar or partying with your friends. So, you know, you just put the lift on your phone and car comes pick you up and go home all safe and sound. No, I, I, I love Lyft. I had, I had different drivers over the weekend, uh, but there was one that I got a chance to uh, talk to pretty in depth, honestly. Um, it was funny because he drove me, you know, he picked me up at a restaurant and I had him drop me off at another restaurant. So there was that moment of the looking at my skinny self and be like, it, that can't be right. It's a progressive dinner. Yeah. What, what what's, what's happening here? Um, but yeah, he, he basically told me the same thing. Like these are real drivers telling us that they love Lyft. It's their favorite platform. They, they can earn extra money on their own schedule up to $35 per hour with Lyft right now that you can make up to $35 per hour. And if you join at lyft.com slash bonus, L Y F T.com slash bonus, select shake them ropes and listeners to this podcast 
can get a startup driver bonus of $500. That's pretty good money. Even if you're not going to drive a lot, you want to make an extra couple of bucks here and there. You have maybe two, three hours a week. Go start earning your $500 bonus. Lift.com slash bonus and select shake them ropes and you can be in on that sweet money. Speaking of sweet money, Jeff Hawkins, they put a lot of money on the, the Seamus and Cesaro feud on Raw, didn't they? That was random as hell, wasn't it? It was I mean, super random. I mean, I mean the, all logic went out the window. I mean, I, I, I was watching Raw as a, it was, it was possibly the most Vince Raw you could get, even though he wasn't there, which also defied all convention to me. But that main event, you're just like, okay, what's the twist here? Where's this going? And then it didn't. And you're like, huh. The, the twist was, we are going to promote, if this match even takes place at SummerSlam, we are promoting the 10th match from the top. Because that's all Cesaro and Sheamus would be. And we just had Cesaro beating Sheamus twice in a row on, on Raw. So what is the what is the draw? What's the appeal? Let me ask you something. Do they put them in a four-way with Roman and... and uh and Rusev to protect Rusev and Roman. I guess maybe you could, but then I'll be disappointed because I'm really excited for that singles match. I want to see Roman and Rusev. Mm, so do I. I do. But, but that's the that was the only logical thing I could think of is yeah, they don't want right. to pin they don't want to pin either of these guys. So let's put a couple of guys either of which we could beat and then decide from there. So that's Cesaro the just keeps getting stuck in four ways for titles and never wins. Yeah, but oh, but it's for a title, so it's important, Rob. He just yeah, <laughs> but it, not like I mean, yeah, that main event segment. I just didn't get why oh. it was there, and I'm fine with the way the I segment thinking, actually worked out. I'm just I, thinking, I don't. I was actually thinking that someone was going to punish. They were punishing Rusev for something. They were going to put the belt on Cesaro, and Cesaro would go to SmackDown, well, and thought, then eventually Miz would go over to Raw. Yeah, like I'm thinking, like you know, I, I'm watching the segment. I'm going to see where it goes, but I'm I'm thinking quietly, you know, in the back of my mind, like, oh, Daniel Bryan's out there, and Cesaro has been, you know, making it public. He doesn't want to be on Raw. Maybe this is where we do some type of trade, some type of uh, angle hops up here. And then we have the match and I'm thinking, oh, maybe Cesaro even wins the championship here. And and then it doesn't happen. And I guess if they build a four way out of this, it would make sense. But my bigger question was, why is this in the main event segment of the show? Like yeah. literally your pay-per-view is two weeks away and you're giving the main event segment of your of your whole show to Cesaro and Sheamus. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking they called an audible here. And decided we don't want talking to be our main event segment with with Foley and Daniel Bryan because we've we've put this whole thing on being about the wrestlers. So let's just throw in a wrestling match there. Just throw in a wrestling match at the end of the show. Yeah. I and on a on a rather lackluster week of WWE TV, because this was probably collectively from Raw and SmackDown, the weakest of the week so far since the brand split. Am I wrong there? No, there's no long term planning. Yeah, there wasn't a heck of a lot of long-term planning, it didn't seem like. but And I'm not even worried about that. Like, I didn't think Raw was terrible by any oh, means, but it, it certainly boggled the mind with I the did, placement. and I'm, I'm actually angry about something on Raw. Can I, can I get into this a little bit? Sure, what are you angry about? Look, long-time listeners of Shake Them Ropes know I have an affinity for one, Sasha Banks. I like Sasha Banks a lot. She's quite a talent, yes. This story with her as champ is stupid. The story is about Enzo hitting on Sasha. How is that getting her over as champ in a day where you're supposed to be pushing women's wrestling? It's and, and she, and she's being written like a moron, not as bad as Becky Lynch, but 
She goes to Foley and asks for a one-on-two handicap match at yeah. SummerSlam so she, can keep an eye, so she can keep an eye on Dana Brooke. And then Foley goes, no, you'll face Dana Brooke. If you win, you don't. You can get Charlotte one-on-one. She'll be banned literally, from ringside. Literally, think about if, that. Before you continue, think okay. about that aspect alone. She came in with a demand, right? She came in yeah. with a want. And Mick yeah. Foley said, if you win, I'm not going to acknowledge your wants. I'm going to give you the exact opposite. Yes, only if you lose am I going to give you what you want. So really, it was a win-win for Sasha. <laughs> it is, but still, it's it's just such a dumb request at the get-go. Yeah, because if you have just to request that, there, if you're just Mick, go in there and say ban her I know, from ringside. I know. If you're Mick Foley, well, ask that. Yeah, and Mick Foley probably says, win this match and I ban her from ringside, and you're at no point at risk of a two-on-one, right? Yeah. So right. instead, though, Sasha Banks, she can go in, and if I'm if I'm a GM, if this were real, if I'm a GM, I'm like, oh man, my my champion has to make a request like this. What am I doing wrong? Maybe I should just ban her from ringside because I've seen what she does. Dana Brooke is out there helping Charlotte win. Maybe in the spirit of competition and fairness, I should just ban her no matter what. Yes. But McFoley doesn't do that, you see, because mm. he doesn't know what he's doing. That's the idea. That's Daniel Bryan knows and, what he's and doing. An inept. Figurehead. Yeah, but Daniel Bryan knows what he's doing. Daniel Bryan goes on this talking smack show after uh, on, on SmackDown on the WWE and he tr- Network. Oh, my and God. He, he just buries Raw nonstop. Not not just that. He trolls the talent to, to say things that they should. This guy is the biggest heel in the company right now because he, 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 he eggs on people to say things that might get them in trouble if anybody from the company ever sees it. That even Marie segment last night. Or yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, I was a big fan with, with, I was Dan- a big fan. with Daniel Bryan because because and even poor Eva just doesn't have the improv chops to to handle those types of questions. She's trying to toe the line, and here's 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 him like holding, giving her a brick and saying, "Throw it through the window," and she just doesn't want to do that. Yeah, she's and she's not going to anytime soon. She's been with WWE for what four years now. Mm. It's been a sneaky long time. Oh yeah, no, it's been. I thought it was longer than that. I, I think it's four. It, well, it's at least four. I mean, yeah, uh, going back from you know the start of Total Divas and whatnot. Uh, JoJo, same thing. JoJo's been there for so long too. Uh, well, they came in together. Yeah, they came in together. It's been very interesting. So yeah, we have. Uh, we'll talk more about Raw and SmackDown and some of those uh, storylines with our guest this week, Christian Rosenberg, who's coming up a little bit later. Plus so let's get have, into let's get into something interesting then before we before you transition here. Oh, I'm not transitioning. I'm just telling the people what's coming up next. Oh, okay, go ahead. We also got the 92 Royal Rumble where we where we uh, basically throw Hulk Hogan under the bus. That's uh, something to look forward <laughs> to later on. Uh, but Jeff, continue. Rob, this is my week. This is my week to do NXT power rankings, and I have NXT power rankings. You actually made. NXT power rank. You're not in on the gimmick. You know, you, you don't get the show, obviously, you know, we talk about how I do the NXT power rankings and then you're next week, but you, you never get your week. I got one week out of it. And you then, did. You just and then I realized it's better if I just never give him his week. It, I know I, that I, 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 if it's just, you know, never, never, never your week. I know. And it's a funny bit and we'll go back to it. Oh, but, uh, but I, we're I, ruining I, the bit for this week because you have actual NXT. Well, you know what? As a gift to the listeners, because some okay. might be out there actually wanting to hear your powering. And I'm actually pretty interested because I don't know how you don't have Tino Sabatelli number one this week. Maybe you do. And I'll praise you because he seems to be the number one. Uh, but yes, we'll get into Jeff Hawkins before we get Christian on the on the air here. Jeff Hawkins 
NXT power rankings. And in the spirit of the bit, number one will be funny. Hopefully. Wow, uh, big, number big num- setup number- now. What if it just dies a death now? I'll it have will, to edit it, will, it all out. Well, if it dies a death, then people will say I'm not funny. And they always have thought that anyways. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, you know what? I think They're- you're very funny, Jeff. I'm I'm passable. Okay, here we go. There are not four in the NXT power rankings this week because we have a three-way tie. Oh, wow. And because you have a three-way tie for first, then the next one would be number five or six. No, it'd be number four. No, no. When you you have have a tie, you skip one. Yes, if you have a three-way tie, you Mm. take one, two, and three, and they're all number one, so then you had to have number four. Well, there's there's no four, so fuck it. (laughs) Well, you can have a three-way tie for first and then the number five. Like, I don't care. That would actually be better. Okay, whatever. Number one, or number, well, tied for first. Mean and angry Samoa Joe. Killing his gimmick already. I, you know, I'm just, whatever, man. <laughs> I don't I'm, I'm going to hope you don't even have these written out. Like, I just want I, I, all this no, to be at the top I, I of your head. I don't really. I'm kind of wigging it. I <laughs> don't want to talk about Raw and SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> mean and angry Samoa Joe is the best. I loved the fierceness and just the the angry champ who just does whatever the hell he wants to come. It's such a nice throwback and 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 just anarchy on the set. This is what I want the Wyatts to be, really, is just this, this destructive force. Also tied, the nuance of the Bailey-Asuka feud, in which Asuka has become more cocky and more heelish, even walking down to the ring, and Bailey, through her injuries, has become more self-assured. I This is the best build to any feud for SummerSlam weekend, in my opinion. What, what say you? I will get... My thoughts on the SummerSlam weekend and the rest of your NXT power rankings in just a moment. But first, after a three-hour Raw and then SmackDown the very next night and now sitting through the NXT power rankings, a person (laughs) needs their sleep. Don't waste your sleep on any ordinary mattress. Save your back and your money by sleeping on a brand new Casper mattress today. Jeff, tell the people about Casper. Your brand new Casper mattress is obsessively engineered and has a shockingly fair price. Not only are the prices better than most store-bought mattresses, but you can try a new Casper today for 100 nights, risk-free. That's over three months. Try it in your home. If you're not thrilled, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Jeff just uh, showing his math skills over, over mine. That's fine. That's right. You have three months to fall in love with it or your money back. Plus, Casper will ship the mattress anywhere in the U.S. and Canada for free. Visit casper.com V-O-W and get your new Casper mattress risk-free today. And as an added bonus, just for Shake Them Ropes listeners, use promo code VOW at Casper.com slash VOW and get $50 off a brand new Casper mattress. It really is that easy. Casper.com slash VOW. That's C-A-S-P-E-R dot com slash VOW. Use promo code VOW and get $50 off. Try it out 100 nights. You get plenty of time to decide if you like it or want to send it back for your money back. You're spending a third of your life sleeping, guys. Take care of yourself and get a brand new Casper mattress. Casper.com slash VOW. Use promo code VOW. Christian Rosenberg joins us next. Nope. Rob and Jeff back on Shake Them Ropes, and we are joined to talk about the week that was, or maybe the week that wasn't, uh, between Raw and SmackDown and WWE. We are joined by Christian Rosenberg of AfterBuzz TV, the SmackDown After Shows. You can catch Tuesday nights on AfterBuzz TV. Check him out at ProWrestlingTees.ChristianRosenberg. Find him on Twitter at RealRosenberg. It is the real Rosenberg we have here. Christian, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Uh, a pleasure. We were uh, struggling to figure out what to discuss as far as Raw and SmackDown went because 
this is kind of a mediocre week after the two nice, fun, exciting weeks we've had since the uh, brand split. Do you agree that this was kind of a lackluster week, or what did you take from Raw and SmackDown this week? Um, well, it, it was, I mean, to me, it was one of those filler weeks because you got, you know, you're in that weird gray area head into the pay-per-view. It's not to go home before the pay-per-view, but it's not filling up all the matches. Plus, you had the Olympics start, so and other wrestlers were traveling to New Zealand or wherever they were going this week. Uh, so you might have not had everybody that was needed for all the shows. Like, there was no Sami Zayn this week. There was no Cena or AJ this week. Um, but it was still I, – I feel like it still produced some of the storylines. And, and we, we, got, we got a few things done, nothing to the extent of the last couple of weeks. But it, it, I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go uh, terrible either. I just think we we kind of saw for the first time since the brand split, you know, kind of a smackdown, especially that was pre-draft, you know, not all the big stars. It kind of just seems there they're they're promoting, you know, a guy like Bray Wyatt, who's in the mid card as the big attraction for the show because they don't have anyone else. Well, I think I don't think Bray is no longer considered mid card. I think Bray is now heavily SmackDown's top heel. I know they still have AJ there also, but the way that Bray's been working with both Ziggler and Ambrose and stuff, he should be heading towards this last quarter of the year. He should really be, in my opinion, the top villain on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, so we have this week, um, you know, I think collectively we all thought in the first brand split week, we, we thought Raw was better, at least I did, and I think Jeff did. The second week, SmackDown was better. Who's breaking the tie? Which show was better this week for you? Uh, that's a good question. I, I completely agree with you. Week one, the Raw was one of the best Raws I remembered a long time, and I was like physically disappointed at how SmackDown competed with it. Uh, second week, yes, I felt SmackDown was better. This week, yeah, I'm. I think I would give the slight edge to Raw, uh, just because. I like what they're doing with uh, Jericho and Owens. I think it's some, somewhat refreshing with that. Uh, the the Gallows and Anderson little video as a doctor's I thought was hilarious. And um, and Roman is somewhat getting cheered? Question mark. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I give maybe a slight edge to Rob this week, but I think next week, but everyone back from the overseas strip and everything and might go back to SmackDown. Here's where I strongly disagree. I thought Raw wasn't very good at all. I thought the humor all kind of fell flat. I thought SmackDown was clearly superior. It wasn't a great show, but it it built up some of this talent roster that everybody was thinking was kind of weaker, especially the NXT women uh, who had been brought up, gave them something to do. And I thought all their humor was was fantastic on SmackDown. I thought that Eva Marie running bit was great. And and Heath Slater. Heath Slater is a national friggin' treasure. That's all I've I hit him playing that that scene straight without bailing on it. Kind of like how a lot of people do the Jericho thing where they'll start stammering and stuff. Nope, he's playing this lie all the way out to the end. I thought SmackDown was clearly superior, but uh we agree to disagree. Christian uh, fighting. Well, I mean I can put well, well, I well, I mean, it's not going to be the first time I put Jeff in his place. Whoa! But we'll just go ahead. <laughs> Don't make um, me cut him. But, 
But no, I mean, I completely agree with you with Slater. I'm I'm so in love with all this. I want that free agent T-shirt that he was wearing. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a WWE <laughs> shirt or what. But here's the thing. If he stormed away without getting that contract, does that mean now he's going to try to show up on Raw? I mean, I, I'm actually thinking he's going to pop up on the Cruiserweight Classic and try to get in, but he's too heavy. Uh, so like, he's just going to try to pop from show to show to show, and we'll eventually have him try to hitch a ride on Ride Along. I'm, but, I'm hoping I'm hoping for NXT or Evolve. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yes. Uh, but and but then like what you were saying with Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss and everything. I mean, and I I can't believe really I'm saying this because if if people who listen to your show if they regularly follow my show they would know my absolute disdain that I've had for Eva Marie. Mm-hmm. But this these last couple weeks. I feel like the Eva storyline, the transition of her little feud that's starting with Becky is the best story that SmackDown has right now. Wow. And, and because of that, as entertained as I am by that, all of a sudden on Raw, you know, you, you have many more stories going and developing. So that's why I still kind of lean more towards Raw and on that end, but I mean, that could easily change once we start having the separate pay-per-views. Yeah. My only concern about the Eva Marie thing is that Becky continues to be the worst written character on either roster. I mean, she's just bone dumb to the core in terms of, in terms of being easily distracted. But next week I want, I want three entrances from Eva Marie. She had two this week. I want three next week and, and just continue. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just, we were, we were trying to decide like, okay, what other ways can they have her not wrestle? I love the wardrobe malfunction idea. I'm just like, okay, she's going to trip down the ramp. There will be a power outage. There will be, you know, for some reason, she had an allergic reaction to makeup. Uh, like all different things that keep preventing her from wrestling. I don't want her to wrestle until backlash. Yeah. Like I want them keep to it keep away. building this up. I mean, that, that's, that's not till when was that? Mid-September. Uh, yeah. So... I want them to keep doing this. And then she like wins with just like a roll up, never even wrestles, you yeah. know, just do something crazy. I, I love and the idea. So- I love the idea of something happening that isn't even her fault. Like the wardrobe malfunction is, you know, it's not necessarily her fault, but it's something on her. You have the, uh, the leg injury, something on her, but if like the power were to go out, like that's an interesting idea. Make it something that's not even on her control. It's just like fate is making it so she can't wrestle her debut. Her voiceover guy gets laryngitis. Yeah. <laughs> it's something. I, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get an audition for her voiceover guy. Because I, I feel like I can do that better. But <laughs> It's always, it's always, the, there are no small parts, but uh, it's always the stuff. That voiceover guy has been used on a lot of things in WWE too. They just probably have someone working at the office that doesn't get a lot of play. It's like, hey, can you just, uh, you know, say a few words into the microphone and then go back to being on our sales team? <laughs> go back to the mailroom. Yeah, it's not like he's always around. It's very interesting. But I, I'm liking the Eva Maria. I don't know if I'm going all in on her being the best story right now in SmackDown. Maybe of last uh, of last night uh, with AJ and John Cena not being on the show. Yeah. Uh, but to me, AJ and John Cena, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, or um, it's my opinion, so I don't know if I can be wrong, but maybe you guys agree or disagree. AJ Styles, John Cena, probably a top two match I'm looking forward to most on SummerSlam. Well, the thing is, other than their promo that they did, was it last, last week's SmackDown? 
mm-hmm. yep. when they pretty much announced the match. I mean, obviously they have the history from the last couple of pay-per-views and things like that. But to me, with them not being there this week, and then next week's the go-home show, and there's no gimmick match to it. It's the third time they're wrestling, third pay-per-view in a row, you know, and it's just still a regular match. Uh-huh. You know, if it was, a, whether it's two out of three falls, cage match, some, something to culminate the feud, then I think I would be more excited than I am. I mean, the match, it's it's probably going to be the best match on the show. Yeah, could but, be. But, but I'm, I'm not as excited for it just because to me it feels like they, they're not um, elevating it. What is what is the main event of the show to you? Because we debated last week, you know, with Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton being on both shows and, you know, them doing the interview series on the shows this week. And we have two title matches, plus we have John Cena, AJ Styles. What is the real main event to you on SummerSlam? I have a feeling they're going to, they are going to make the main events, Lesnar and Orton. I personally feel that it should be Rollins Balor. Because, you know, I always feel you should end any pay-per-view with a title match. Yeah. Um, and, and with this case, they're creating a brand new title to lead the flagship show. So, to me, I think it should, I think it should end with Rollins and Balor, but I would not be surprised if they go with the Orton Lesnar. Jeff, does that, does that lessen the... SmackDown Championship, the WWE Championship that has been the big belt for the last two years since they merged the two together, does them putting the Raw new Universal Championship on last lessen that belt any to you, or is it already lessened because Dolph Ziggler is the one challenging for it? I I think if you put it above there, I mean, look, Dean is supposedly the real world's champion. This is this is a makeup belt for Raw, so yeah, it diminishes it to me. I mean, but. Then again, this, I think this was always the plan anyways. I never, you know, I think they put that belt on there to give it some heft, but overall they're always going to treat Raw as the flagship show. Here's where my cynicism kicks in. So, I mean, let me bring something up since we're on this topic. Uh, Christian, did you see the uh, the podcast, the Steve Austin podcast? With, with Ambrose? Yes. Yeah, I just watched it earlier today. All right, guys, let me posit this to you because I've now had a day to think about this. I, I get that it was the it was a bad oil and water mixture that Ambrose is a guy who has probably agreed to do the podcast because the office asked him to. But the office asked him to because he was supposed to be a new star and someone had come someone had basically talked Vincent to saying, Hey, he has a different kind of charisma here. And Austin's not the greatest interviewer in the world. He has his wheelhouse, but he's not the greatest interviewer in the world. I am of the opinion that within the next two months, the champion on SmackDown is either going to be Dolph Ziggler or AJ Styles, that this interview has damaged Ambrose to, to the point where they're going to have to take the belt off of him and his shine at this level, it's done. What do you think? Well, I I agree that that within about two months his title reign will end. I don't I don't think this interview had anything to do with that. I kind of figured on SmackDown's first pay per view they would crown a new champion, but this certainly solidified it because uh, you know it was one of those things where 
Ambrose just didn't want to, you know, really talk about himself and not necessarily show vulnerability per se, but the fact that he was saying how he was offended by like some of what Austin was saying. And I mean, like Austin was just trying to make it an entertaining interview. Like I think my personal favorite one of all of these Austin WWE network specials was the one he did with big show because Mm -hmm. Big Show just didn't care. Yeah, he didn't and care he like, about. Yeah, I'll open up and talk about absolutely. Um, yeah, he wasn't afraid. Right, he he wasn't afraid, and and that's that's actually that's the best way to put it. Ambrose seemed afraid of what to say. And, yeah, he has too much and, on the line. He doesn't want to say the wrong thing and get cut off. I right. dis- I disagree. I think he's just a guarded guy that doesn't really buy into all this kind of stuff. You know the 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 PR and didn't want to play ball. Didn't really want to do this in the first place, but felt he had to, I, I don't know. He just, he's, he seems like a private guy who was put in a public spot and just didn't want to play ball. Well, I mean, like I, I remember, I mean, um, a couple of years ago at, at WrestleMania 31. So it was the San Jose one. I was, um, that was the first time I got to do the WrestleMania media row. And I got to interview a lot of guys for after buzz. And I got to interview Ambrose. And at that time, he was in the ladder match for the Intercontinental title. And he honestly, to me, seemed the most distant out of, I interviewed like 10 people that, that day. And to me, he seemed the most distant because he just kind of seemed like he didn't know how to respond to things. He was like, should I be in character? Should I be myself? How much should I open up? I mean, and... I feel like he he still conveyed some of that on this show. Now, obviously, this is still an exclusive WWE show, so it's not like some outside source like me trying to, you know, get some info from him. But to me, he just felt like he was he was holding some stuff back, and that's why I think Austin said what he said at the end of the show. And you can tell at that point, Ambrose just wanted to get the hell out of it. Oh there. yeah. He's like that a lot too. You watch uh, some of the morning news programs when they when they send Dean Ambrose and other people to the morning news to promote SmackDown or Raw in the city, and he he's awkward at times. He doesn't play along. He's not John Cena. He's not the Miz. He's not some of these wrestlers who can go on TV and feel somewhat comfortable and promote the brand. Uh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't help in a lot of ways for the off camera stuff, and. I remember when people were talking about how he should be the champion over Roman Reigns or, or Seth Rollins, he, he gets a really good reaction at the buildings. But part of being the champion sometimes is being a company guy and going out and promoting the brand. And he's probably the least likely to do that successfully out of a Roman Reigns and a Seth Rollins. Anything to that? I mean, and, you know, when JBL constantly, you know, who joke where he say like, oh, this guy is representing the WWE. I mean, it's partially accurate because kind of what you were saying, Rob, I mean, you know, Ambrose isn't the type of guy to go to these charity events and give, you know, like Warren speeches to represent WWE as an ambassador, like, like Cena, like Miz, like Rollins, like Titus O'Neil, like even Roman uh, to an extent. I know, I don't know. I put Roman in the same category as those guys um, with those, but especially Rollins, Miz and Cena, Ambrose isn't there, and it's not, and it's not because he's not good at it. It's just that's not his style. It's not his thing. I mean, Balor eventually will 
will be like that. Apollo Crews is going to be like that. American Alpha are going to be like that. Exactly. And and this isn't a thing on, you know, the non WWE types. Like I think a Roman Reigns can go on news programs and be pretty good, but CM Punk was really good at it. Even Daniel Bryan, you know, Daniel Bryan was a guy we all wanted to be champion and he was really good at it when he goes on these interviews. Sometimes he's a little too honest, but he's pretty good at promoting the brand. And Dean Ambrose really isn't anyone like that. He's definitely not the Miz. The Miz might be one of the best people ever at doing it. Oh yeah. Oh, and by the way, Daniel Bryan on talking smack is the best heel in the company. (laughs) He just is. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't watched this week yet, but the first week I was just I was just in love with it. Yeah, Christian I is. Like, uh, I want I, I want this Daniel Bryan on SmackDown, not on Talking Smack. Right, Christian is busy doing his AfterBuzz TV SmackDown after shows at AfterBuzz TV, so he can't check those out live. You can follow him on Twitter at Real Rosenberg. Uh, last thought on the, uh, on the week we head into uh, SummerSlam. It's one week of television now away. Um, what are you looking most forward to maybe personally on uh, WWE SummerSlam weekend, even if it has to do with NXT or whatever else might be going on that week? That's a good question because first off, to me, it feels like we have like 12 matches on SummerSlam. Is, am I, is it just it, me? It's a lot. I think That's, we have 10 I, officially right now. It's a lot. The 10 SummerSlam matches. So, you know, at least two of them will be on the kickoff. And there might be another one announced because, again, we still don't know what's going on with SmackDown's tag team situation or SmackDown's women's title situation. They might hold off on those until backlash at this point. But, you know, we have these things. There'll probably be another Heat Slater segment at SummerSlam, which Maybe. is great. They better not cut that. Um, but, then, but then you got TakeOver. And TakeOver, to me, like last year, TakeOver's going to steal a show and, or steal a weekend, I should say. And I wouldn't be surprised if they have Asuka and Bailey main event takeover instead of Joe and Nakamura. I would be because, shocked. Because it's almost kind of like a send-off for Bailey. Could be. I, Could mean, be. I mean, just because Bailey and Sasha had one of like the five best matches I've ever seen, period, last year. Um, so I, I, I'm really looking forward to, to, I'm really looking forward to the whole weekend overall, but I'm just really I'm mostly interested for the one night show in, in Takeover. But then I'm really curious to see once SummerSlam is over. Now we're going to have separate brand, like a really separate brands for separate pay per views, and how quickly they're going to transition into building up an entire pay per view with just that one show. Christian Rosenberg, you can follow him at Real Rosenberg on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us and talking some WWE. Thank you guys very much. And um, Rob, next time you um, you see Jeff in person, just uh, slap him for me, would you? Big thanks to Christian Rosenberg for coming on and talking some WWE with us here on Shake Them Ropes. It is now time, Jeff, for our top 100 match of the week. It is the 1992 Royal Rumble match itself. It is number 22 on our top 100 the Royal Rumble, 1992. The winner, Ric Flair. Going in as champion, Ric Flair. This this match is somewhat topical this year because we had this year, of course, Roman Reigns going in as champion. That's incorrect. I'm sorry? Ric Flair does not go in as the champion. Oh, that's right. It was for the championship. Correct. I, I miss... Yes, that's right. Like this year, it is for the championship. I, I, I don't know why I said it that way. Obviously, he didn't go in as the champion, But yes, he wins the championship in this Royal Rumble match, much like Mm -hmm. Triple H won the championship in this year's Royal Rumble match. 
Uh, we're not going to go through every elimination and all that stuff. No. We, we're going to go through the big things. And the number one big thing about this is Hulk Hogan, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, this, this, uh, what should have been Flair's coronation turns into the build of the Sid Hogan feud. And of course, Hogan, is, Hogan comes off as such a heel here. He's such a whiny Absolutely. Heel. He's a little baby. I mean, you yeah. got Sid in there. Let Sid win. He's earned the right for that championship. And that crowd wants him to beat on Hogan. He's clearly he, going to win that title if Hulk Hogan doesn't put his metally little penis hands on Sid. It, it's just the worst. <laughs> it, it's the worst. Sid should have won. Sid is the rightful. I dare say Sid right now is the rightful WWF champion. Let's not put tell, it. Tell me where I'm wrong. Uh... Because Sid couldn't even last the program with Hogan before getting fired, I think. <laughs> um, you know, behind the scenes, I don't care about behind the scenes. I'm looking at it in the ring. Sid's All dominant. Right. That power bomb, ain't no one getting up from that power bomb. Ain't nobody. Yeah, I mean the, the, that crowd wanted that fight, and they wanted Sid to be a new star, and Hogan just, I mean, yeah. Uh, two things, um, that I don't think I've ever said when I've analyzed this. Um, I, I love the subtlety of the first third of this match, having the story of guys from Ric Flair's past and guys from Bobby Heenan's past coming in there to beat on Ric Flair. They pass, pass the torch from the main heel in the last year's Royal Rumble and Ted DiBiase to Flair. And then after that, you get guys like Kerry Von Erich as the Texas Tornado. You get Roddy Piper. You get Greg Valentine, both of whom had feuds with Flair in the NWA. They get their moments. And then you have guys like the Barbarian and Meng, who are both former members of the Heenan family. And this gives Bobby something to talk about, which brings me to our next moment. Heenan is phenomenal here. Don't get me wrong. This is one of a lot of people think this may be Bobby Heenan's finest moment. Um, I would definitely probably put in at least the top five, um, just because I know a lot of his older AWA stuff was fantastic. I think this is Gorilla Monsoon's greatest call. Because all he has to do is troll Heenan this entire time. And he is fantastic at it, I think. I would agree. I would I mean, agree. Pe pe people, people get on Gorilla because he's, you know, because number one, he uses too many extraneous yeah, phrases. But, but also also that he's just not a great, you know, tech technical caller of a, of a, of a match. But he is fan friggin tastic in this 92 rumble building up the suspense trolling Heenan on it being over for flair and then the story is he gets more nuanced in his commentary as he starts to gain respect for how long flair has been in i just like the the voice the way he he carries himself in commentary as far as gorilla monsoon is concerned like he just sounds like he belongs there yeah. the content may not always be the best but not every announcer sounds like a voice that's going to draw you to the to the television. Jim Ross has that. I don't even know if Michael Cole has that. No, he doesn't. He he brings a certain emotion to it that that neither of these guys do while still maintaining fun. Yeah. You want I me think, to bury someone, you know, who certainly doesn't have that is Josh Matthews. <laughs> no, but uh, also of interest is uh, watch beforehand. You get the first real heel interview in the locker room of. The newly turned Shawn Michaels after kicking Marty Jannetty through the plate glass window at the barbershop. And also just the uh, the montage pre-rumble is fantastic. It's one of the best things 
on a WWE video ever. Uh, especially Jake Roberts, Randy Savage, Flair. Everybody has a motive. The only real real dud I thought in there was uh, Repo Man. <laughs> I think the only real dud in that match was Hulk Hogan. I know. I know. You are a what Sid a jerk. Guy. You are a full-on Sid guy, and they had the chance to make a new star here, even if Flair had won. All they had to do was let Sid kill Hogan in the pull-apart. That's all they had to do here, and that crowd was waiting for it, man. And then Hogan could have turned natural heel as the old guy who's just hanging on, but of course, Hogan never wants to be called old. So, Yeah, he's an old asshole. It's Hulk Hogan. Let another guy step up. Sid earned it, and he couldn't win. Uh, Rob, I want you to break down Sid's performance in this rumble uh, minute by minute, please. Well, I mean, um, <laughs> so he he came in looking to dominate. He successfully dominated, and then he was tripped oh. up by a jerk Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Did he dominate? He didn't even knock anybody out of the ring, I don't think. Hey, sometimes <laughs> he you don't have to. Hey, the goal is not to eliminate others. It's to not get eliminated. Okay. Did he do that? Yeah, until Hulk Hogan became a jerk. Defensive Rob is my favorite Rob. Next week, Randy Orton, Mick Foley, Backlash 2004, match number 21 on our top 100. This match is special because I did not order Backlash 2004. Mm -hmm. I did not order it. As the show is going on, I'm hearing how great this Randy Orton, Mick Foley match is. I bought the Encore just to see Randy Orton and Mick Foley. Huh. Cool. I did. I think it's the only time I ever bought a Encore to a show without buying the real show. I almost guarantee it's the only time I just had to see this match, Randy Orton and Mick Foley. So I'm excited to watch that over again and talk about it next week. Randy Orton and Mick Foley from backlash 2004. Uh, there is going to be no backlash. It seems on Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. They have created quite the stir on the old uh, Twitter machine, Jeff. Oh yes. My, my number one, number one of the NXT power rankings. Bobby Roode's theme song and these viral videos of Gargano and Ciampa. They are quite fun. I I enjoyed, you know, they were doing the one where Bobby Roode comes up uh, as he's on his way to the ring. The one that really got me and cemented this as being a great angle is when the lights are out. You don't know what's happening <laughs> and the music goes off and then all of a sudden the lights come on and they're in Bobby Roode's hotel room and Bobby wakes up <laughs> to nod his head. You know what? You know what NXT is, and this is part of the fun of it. NXT is an art school, a, a film school with a very good PE program. Because all these wrestlers do is viral videos and great stuff and great ideas. I mean, this is part of the the, the appeal of the Sasha Bailey stuff, and especially putting in Nakamura and and Danilo in the whole thing. I mean, it's it it they lose that sense of fun when they go up to the main roster, and this is just. Fun stupidity. I love it. No, you know what NXT is? What? It's glorious. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.